Hey, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. Hope you're well. And something a little bit different for us, sounding a little different. Uh, that is, like you, we are from home. Hope you're staying safe uh, throughout COVID-19 and everything it means for you. Uh, joining me on this episode, I've got Kane. Hello, mate. Hello, MJ. Thanks for having me on. Mate, Excited. It's nice to have you here. A little bit of a different setup. A, a whole heap of different things have changed in our world uh, since we last spoke and since our last episode from a football perspective. Uh, there is nothing happening at the moment uh, for arguably the next eight weeks, uh, depending on who you speak to and the kind of people you get advice from. We might not get a season. Uh, we might get a very small one. Who really knows? But here at the Coaches Panel, we're committed to giving you weekly content but this episode is a special one that normally Patreons would only get. We're letting everyone in on the party because we're launching something that is normally K in the preseason. We do a 50 most relevant, but we're doing something unique for Patreons, aren't we? We are, MJ. When you said the task of doing a 50 most relevant for Keeper Leagues, I thought you'd gone a little bit mad, which is fair enough in these times. But we've actually got into it and we've put it together. And I'm excited to bring it to the people. Yeah, well, that's what we're here to do is uh, one of the things that we're really advocating for while your salary cap formats or single season drafts kind of have hit a pause at the moment. There's not much really you can do. There's only so many rage trades you can do or so many bad trade offers you can send to somebody. One of the really big things we're advocating for between now and the start of footy, which could be next year or it could be a lot later on this year, is why don't you and your mates start a keeper league of whatever size and shape and form it can look like. And maybe we should talk about some of that in a, in a second Kane is that's what we're really advocating for so you can still have that fantasy footy outlet because in this world look there's a lot that's changed for us but one of the reasons Kane I think a lot of people love playing fantasy footy of any formats is it's kind of an outlet and a release from some of the pressure that can come about our normal everyday life and here's what we're suggesting as an option to kind of have that escape from a pretty crazy world at the moment. Oh, absolutely, MJ. I think we all, especially at the coaches panel, we love every format. You know, we love AFL Fantasy, we love DT, Supercoach, Draft. And I think Keeper League, though, for people that have played it, I think it holds a special place in their heart. I think we all know the other games are great, but I think if you get a good Keeper League with a great bunch of people, there's nothing more rewarding than having a plan, building the list. And then even if you don't get that reward, even just picking a player that you might have just drafted late in the draft, if you've kept them for three or four years and they become a gun, you can get so much satisfaction out of keepers in just so many different ways. Yeah, certainly. Look, we, we know there's plenty of other podcasts and websites that really specialise this or spend a little bit more time in it, but this is something that we're going to do uh, every single day for the next 50 days for our Patreons. And also, we will do like a weekly whip around. Uh, if you can't become a part of our Patreon army, that's totally okay. We understand that. We're still going to let you in on some of what we do. You're just not going to get the daily podcasts or the articles. You'll just get little glimmers into what we're doing. So you'll get some level of understanding. I, I suppose, Kane, we should probably go right right back to the start, shouldn't we, is when we talk about a keeper league, what's the very premise of what that is? Well, I think people understand the draft format, you know, whether you've obviously got, like any other fantasy game, you've got your defenders, you've got your mids, you've got your rucks, you've got your forwards. But the thing about a keeper league as well is that there's usually a set number, whether it's 12 players, 15, 18, that's the beauty of the whole keeper league, isn't it, MJ? It can be any one of those numbers and they're all have massive implications on how you build your list. But um, the great thing is, you know, you pick that number. Let's just say it's 10. You've got a squad of 30. When the season's over, instead of a normal draft where it's just completely over, you put it to the side and you regroup for a totally new draft next year, 
you have to make a hard call of which of these 10 players am I going to take with me into the following year? And I think that's where the strategy goes to a whole new level. The trading goes to a whole new level. Trading future picks, all of that stuff that we, I think we do as backseat drivers, particularly in the trade period. We know when those list managers are on, we think we can do a better job than our own clubs. And the Keeper League does give you that opportunity to do so. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? Is it takes this into fantasy booking territory where all of a sudden where you go, oh, if I could only get this player and this player, oh man, I'd have this ultimate team. Well, now it is. There's only one person, like in a draft, that's ever going to own Brody Grundy. And it is either until you trade him or until he retires. Uh, beyond that, he's going to be locked, stocked, and in your side. And you're right. One of the most rewarding things is if you're picking a player like a Matt Rowell in a brand new keeper league and you ride him throughout your career or you sell him at the right time. There's so many different strategies to, to go with. And I suppose the key one that really dictates everything um, is what's your squad size for the initial draft and then second how many you keep those two things really determine how you should hit that first draft absolutely MJ that's the thing if you if you've got I feel like the most typical is about a squad of 30 usually with the five backs seven mids one rough five forwards and then you know that gives you four four bench players to cover you on the ground and then another eight players and we've been doing the new Patreon keeper league that you know of, and even some of the guys in the chat were talking about, geez, this is a long draft. We're about halfway through our keeper league draft now. And I just said to the guys, like, trust me, you need all your picks. We know from previous experience, you're not throwing back Tom Mitchell in a keeper league to the no. waiver wire. You're not throwing back Sam Doherty. So all of a sudden, you get three to four injuries to key players at the back end of the year. They go in for surgery. You need that depth just to actually field 18 players. Yeah. And that's where, unfortunately, sometimes you might have to have a zero just because it might be the end of the year. You know, you've got to make that hard call. Do I delist someone that I want just so I can have a player on field? Or what do I do? And I think, as you said, the strategies, it's even more unique than any competition because it's just so dependent on your specific league. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're going to do over the next 50 days is we're going to look at 50 players. Now, look, they might not be the 50 in terms of how you would rank them in terms of how you take them in a draft, especially some of these players early on in the 50, you know, marker right through the 40s, early 30s. You might not have to use a pick at that point to get them. Because as you said, everyone approaches the draft differently. Some might approach it, the first 10 picks, like a similar seasonal sort of league where it's, you know, I'm just getting the best available, best available, best available, and and then change strategies to go young. Or others may approach it differently and go, I'm locking in these 19, 20, 21-year-old guys early so that I have this different approach. So even though we've got this lift of 50, who we are saying in terms of how we rank them, it's not a ranking in terms of, Per where you should pick them in a keeper league for a brand new one. It's more, these are the top 50 prospects as how at least you and I see them at the moment. Well, that's the thing, MJ, isn't it? And that's the beauty of a keeper is you have to forecast in any type of fantasy. In, in the salary cap formats, you want someone that's cheap, you want them to improve. They're a good premium, you want them to go to an Uber premium. In a keeper league, you're making a prediction, is this kid who's just got drafted going to be a gun? Can this person go from being a bench guy to an on-field guy? All these decisions you're trying to make. So obviously with our 50, we've had to take some forecasting, you know, using the best research that we can do between us. And as you said, not all of these guys will go in this order in the draft. No. Some of the stuff we've weighted guys that we know will be a forward for their whole career, that we'll know will be a back. Some might be only a mid. 
And obviously we know that every position typically has a different amount of scoring. We know that, you know, in most of these leagues, if you're in 10 key, 10, 10 team league, that's only 10 rucks. Yeah. Whereas that, that could be 70 mids. So that's why you see a lot of people take the strategy of loading up on the midfielders, which I'm sure we'll get into on some of these podcasts, because mm. you have to weigh that in as well. Every year we're taking these positions. You know, someone might be a forward this year, but future planning, you have to know they might only be a midfielder. Yeah, a and player that's what like a, about this league. Yeah, like someone like a Hugh Greenwood in a seasonal draft this, this year. You go, okay, we know he's going to be playing, and we've seen it all bit through one game of data. We know he's playing through the midfield for Gold Coast. We know you're going to get him in that position for one year. A player like a Darcy Parish is another. It's and Houston, you know, MJ. Houston is another that in a normal seasonal draft, man, he's right up high because we know we're getting great value as a defender this year, but in 2021 and beyond he's probably only a mid. So how much of this year's waiting goes into it as opposed to what you're going to get over the five to six years, that speaks into the strategy uh, um, of how and where and what we do and how we pick. And then I think the other part is what sort of value does a draft pick as you're trading those future picks, what sort of value do they have or not have for coaches, which again is partially linked to how many keepers do you actually get to have at the end of each year? Yeah, and I think simply, MJ, that's the best way to describe it to people. The less keepers you have, the more valuable a draft pick is. Mm. If, you, if you've got a squad of 40 and you're keeping 30, the only real value in that redraft at the season's end or the following season will be those fresh draftees. You know, yeah, the Matt Rouse of this year, the Lockie Ashes, Will Goulds, all these type of guys. Whereas if you're in a league that might only be, you know, I've seen people go as low as six people. Yeah. There's a lot of really quality guys that are going to be in that draft every year. So you've got to factor that in. What am I actually going to get access to? Because we know most of the fun of a keeper, MJ, is trading. Yes. People love nothing more than throwing in future picks. But I think you do have to be smart. And especially if, you've gone th- if you haven't gone through one before, I think most people initially think there's a lot more in the draft than there actually is. A lot of these people are just the draftees. Yeah. And then it's just, hot luck after that. Yeah, it's true. It it speaks so much into that strategy. And that's why here while we're kind of in this weird pause moment of the 2020 season, we're saying, let's keep doing this uh, in terms of for the coaches panel and for you as Patreons, whether you're new and just jumping on board or you've been around for a long period of time, we're so grateful for your support in and around that. We're going to give you this content all of the time. And it's very much going, hey, let's create that outlet for you. You're going to need it this year. There's so much negativity in life, so much fear and anxiety in some parts. You just need an escape in parts of your life. And that's what we're here at the Coaches Panel to help doing with articles and with podcasts, um, both continuing on that you can get free, absolutely no problem. But this is just an extra reward for those that are kind of hanging on with us being Patreons through this period of time. We want to give you that support. So 50 players. Here's the one thing that we need to let you know about before we do we're doing two things that we're forecasting in this list very important that if you have this you probably think kane and i have gone tropo chances are you think that anyway here's the two things one we're not counting anybody that's just being drafted so anyone from the 2019 afl draft so the rouse the andersons we're not factoring them in maybe they go inside the first 50 normally but because we've built a formula which will talk you through what are some of the ingredients and the factoring through that throughout this 50 most relevant we've deliberately got 
let's move them out because all that is is just pure gut feel or under 18 data and if we were to do that blokes like chris maston would have been fantastic pickups um you know a decade ago so we've kind of removed that out and then the second thing is we're moving this on the premise that we don't see any footy in 2020 and so we're not counting what we saw in round one as any kind of impact to what we've done so it's 2019 and then behind that that is the data we've put in place because let's be honest Kane what we saw in round one was nothing really like what normal footy looks like no especially if you were a tackler if you were banking on points coming from tackles they weren't coming I think a few things we did get a little peek at MJ was we had round one and we had a couple pre-season games for a few hints at role, not quite enough to really be confident in any new positions going forward to 2021, but it did just tease us on a few players and we saw how a few teams structured up. But like you said, in terms of data, you can't take one game, especially when it's not even the Full amount game. of game time we're accustomed to. That's so right. I think in that terms of stuff, and just a warning as well that we just did that new keeper and unfortunately that is what it sorts the average by just automatically is that 2021 one game sample size. So I know Jack Viney was staring a lot of people in the face thinking, Ooh, 132 from short and game time. He'll be good going forward. And he may be, but I would just say, take a little bit of extra time. Look at 2019 in particular yeah. and just get that sorted. If anyone is going to start a fresh keeper league up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're saying. Start up a brand new keeper league. Take that long form draft where you've got 12, 24 hours per pick. So you can still keep talking about footy with your mates. Uh, the best format we find for keeper leagues is ultimate footy. There's so much customization around squad sizes, about how you can do the trading when the trade deadlines are. It's for us in terms of keeper leagues, it's the superior format. I would certainly encourage you to do that. I know other of the formats do offer it, um, but this is certainly by far the best um, that works through it. And between now and really the next 50 odd days, Kane, we're going to spend a lot of time together. I'm so sorry. That's right. A lot of time on keepers though. And I think that's the thing, MJ, isn't it? Like the more you've done a few keepers, I've done a few keepers. They're all so different. You can obviously yeah. take a few grains of information from each one, but everyone I do, I, I realized something else I could have done better for the next one. Yeah. No, it's true. Every single one. I think that's the appeal of it. Yeah. It, it, there's never a, a perfect set science to it. Like any draft is, you can mock draft and, you know, and plan and prepare, but with so many different coaches and every new coach has a different strategy and has a different variance that comes in that changes everything for us. So it is really, really key. And we'll talk about all those strategies for us from now and the next 50 odd days. So tomorrow, here's what's going to happen. If you're part of the Patreon community, you'll get a daily article from myself and Kane. You'll get both of our takes on every single one of these players and you'll get a podcast from us as well. If you're part of our regular fantasy footy community, this is what you're going to get from us. You will get weekly podcasts from us. We'll let you know who the players are in the order. We'll whip you through, but it's going to be very quick analysis. So you'll still get visibility on what it is. We understand for everyone, um, whether it be life or financial circumstances, a lot has changed for a lot of people in the past few days. We still want to make sure you get access to our content. Just uh, an extra reward for those that are behind our Patreon army. So here's what it is. Tomorrow, the articles start. Tomorrow, the podcasts start. And at 50, there's a play we, we didn't quite argue about, but I think there was a period of time... Let's be where honest, we, MJ. He wasn't, in, he wasn't in the list at first, was he? He Let's wasn't in the list at first. And then when you look at the data and you go, oh man, based off some of our formulas this guy probably should be in the top 20. And then yeah. a little bit of reality kicked in. 
Who is it? That's it. We're going to tell you about it tomorrow.